Pack Rib Media presents NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. What if you could get a loan when you need it? And instead of going to the bank, instead of going to Chase or Bank of America, you could use your Top Shot moments, you could use your NFTs, and you could take out a loan against them at a much smaller interest rate in a much quicker manner than you could if you went to a bank. That is what my guest created today. My guest is Arsenic, and he created a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform for NFTs named Floaty. It's super cool. Really excited to get into that. And if that wasn't enough, he also created a fully immersive VR-based music NFT project called Beatboxes, where the actual art is created off of the transaction hash um, from the NFT, which is super cool. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode with Arsenic. Let's get into it right now. Here we are with Arsenic. And we are back. Joining me on the MyMoment.com guest line, a very special guest today. I'm joined by Arsenic. Arsenic, how are you? Very good. How are you, Jeremy? It's really nice to speak with you today. Uh, you have a lot of interesting experiences within the NFT space and the crypto space. So why don't we just start with what got you into NFTs? How did you end up here? Yeah, I will run you a little bit uh, with my past. Um, I had a web agency for about 15 years. And uh, in 2015, I bought in my first Bitcoins. And that's what got me started with, with crypto. Uh, after those Bitcoins, I've touched about everything. I did some mining. I've helped uh, projects uh, developing their blockchain and yeah, most recently, I've, uh, I've been involved in NFTs. Um, I've been introduced to NFTs by uh, Snowfro. I guess a lot of people know him from Artblocks. He's the one who first uh, told me about the punks. He told me in 2017 to go, to go grab some. But at the time, I did not believe in, in, in the NFT, so I didn't grab any. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably my biggest regrets uh, right now in, in the NFT world. Um, so, yeah, he is the one who introduced me to, to NFTs. Uh, after that, um, I've been interested in, in NFTs, new, new technology. Um, I minted my first project, I think it was uh, Squiggly. Squiggly, they were uh, created by uh, Nalex. Uh, they were the first uh, SVG, I think, uh, generated NFTs. Um, you had a, a funny system to, to mint them. And yeah, it was very interesting. So I minted that, that pieces at first. And then he launched um, a platform where you could uh, mint your own SVG projects. So that's where I created my, my first... With my first um, piece uh, and then it got about about a month I think a month and a half after by uh, the Flamenco DL and that got me started it gave me the motivation to to start digging into a generative heart uh, I've created after that uh, the Unigrids which were the first uh, NFTs with with beats on chain uh, we had a good success with them. I'm very happy with, with what happened with them. And uh, and yeah, right now I've been working on, on my next drop, which is next Saturday, uh, which they are uh, 
full immersive experience, virtual generative uh, NFT. So I'm excited, excited about that one. Man, we got a lot to get into. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going. To, I'm, I'm counting on my fingers. I'm going. Man, I got a lot to talk to you about arsenic. So let's let's start with floaty. Uh, let's go there first because I think that uh, you know, for people that are newer to the NFT space and newer to crypto, um, you know, th- this idea of sort of micro lending and, and what you've created uh, with your co-founders there is really interesting. So why don't you set up Floaty as a project and I'll ask some more follow-up questions from there. Sure. So yeah, Floaty is a project I'm, I'm working with uh, with Mike Levy. Uh, probably know both of us from Top Shot, but Floaty uh, will be built on, on the Flow network. It's it's a loan, loan platform with uh, NFT collateral. So basically you could take your, let's use a, Top shot moment here to to make it easier. Let's say you you have a one thousand dollar LeBron James moment, and you want to put it on the platform to leverage. I, I don't know a five hundred loan, five hundred dollar loan. So you put your NFT on the platform. Someone give you uh, your loan, your five hundred dollar loan plus interest that that is set in, in the contract. So. You will have to pay back at the end five hundred and fifty dollars if, if the if the loan is ten percent interest. But that gives you liquidity without selling your your own uh, NFT. That's, that's the yeah. That's the that's such a cool idea, idea, right? Because you know, I I was just talking to my friend Desert Minter, who's a, a fellow Dubai-based collector, and we're both educators by trade. And he was telling me that he just because of when you're in, uh, obviously not in the United States, if you're in the Middle East or you're in a- anywhere in Asia, drops happen at really weird times. He basically wasn't liquid with any ETH at the time. And so he missed out on uh, Tools of Rock, the drop that happened this past week. And he was saying how he was upset. It just was just a bad timing. And he has a, a bunch of projects. He just wasn't liquid at the time. So the idea that you could take a top shot moment and uh, you could basically put it up and and secure liquidity against it is a super cool idea. And I think for people that are just top shot oriented, this is a great first way to put their toe in the water and get used to some of the bigger sort of broader ecosystem of what you can do with crypto and with NFTs, because micro lending is a great example of that. So, okay, Arsenic, just to make sure I'm clear, uh, let's say that I am the person looking to get liquid at that moment. So I'm putting up my $1,000 LeBron James moment, right? Yeah. And do, does the platform have a, like basically allow a, a user on the other end to put the $500 up front? Or is it going through your, or is your system the other, is Floaty the lender in that instance? Or is Floaty the medium between the lender and the person who needs to lend? Yes, we are we are the uh, the medium in between. Let's say let's call it we are the the escrow. Let's say in between. So it's a peer to peer platform, so anyone can can fill up the loan. Actually, so that's awesome. So if I had some extra money and I wanted to, you know, give loans, I could do that. And that's a, I mean, for for someone who as an investor is risk averse, that's such a cool way to have a, a sort of a collateral against giving that loan too of this moment that I would be totally okay having if these people default in. Um, so, okay. What happens if the person 
doesn't agree to the terms of the smart contract, like how is it structured? Is it like there are there late payments and, and escalators that go up if they don't make a payment by a certain time? Or, you know, what does it look like in terms of the how the smart contract is created? Yeah, no, there's no actually liquidation. Let's say the price, if the price of the NFT is uh, moving up, up or down, there's no liquidation right now. I don't think there will ever be. Uh, the only requirement you have to it's to pay back before the end of, of the term. If you don't pay back before the end, yeah, of the this term, was my question. So let's say that uh, I, you know, uh, am. I have not made my my payments as agreed to in the smart contract. What happens from there? Yeah, uh, if if you if you fail to pay back your your loan, the NFT will be unlocked to uh, the loaner himself. So you you it's like you sold your NFT for for a, a bit lower than what you you thought it was value. Got it. And so. It, because you've done this on the flow blockchain, I would assume that like you've been sort of granted rights to develop on flow and, and, and that this would be something that would be natively embedded into top shot. Like meaning if I log in with my Dapper account onto floaty, right. I, I is that how it would work? Yeah. Right now, uh, top shot is, is still custodial, but when, when it comes non-custodial, you will be able to log in with your block to water. Got it select any any moments that you have into into it and put it up for uh, for long how freaking cool is that like i could do a full hour just talking about this idea and <laughs> i mean like to me when the promise of blockchain was about disintermediation and you know not having to rely on banks and creating this sort of disruption like i think this is super powerful and I am so excited for this to go away. When do you expect that this will be something that'll be live and, and functional for users? Yeah. And I am quoting you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, it's hard to give a perfect ATA because it's it's new technology on the new network. So there's a, a learning curve there. Um, we are hoping to have uh, an MVP or a beta version uh, to work with internally, I would say, six to eight weeks from now uh don't quote me on that <laughs> uh, you've you've been you've done yeah. been quoted it is in the record but yes that that's probably the time frame we, we have right now but anything could happen and yeah we are also very excited about about that products because it's something that we encountered before when when we were early on on the platform, people were would come to us and ask us to give them liquidity in exchange of, of a moment just between the two of us. But yeah, that's what made us uh, think about the project and make it uh, it's freaking brilliant, man. Honestly, that's it's so cool, and uh, you know, I think that the Top Shot community is going to go insane. When this when this is live and it's fully functional and people can do this, it's going to be a game changer. And I know I certainly would be interested in like um, providing loans for people and providing liquidity for people, knowing that I have a secured asset on the other end of it. Um, and these are probably shorter term loans for people to get liquid on anyway. So super cool. Uh, I'm glad we were able to talk about this for sure. So now let's talk about uh, beatboxes and and this project. And, and you set it up. Uh, you described that it's fully immersive and it's generative art. Can you 
for the layman, for the, the person who just has some moments on Top Shot and has never bought an NFT in their life outside of the Top Shot, Top Shot you know, ecosystem, can you describe what that means visually to a collector? So visually, uh, the beat box are literally literally boxed with beats inside it. So um, it's a beat. It's a big box where there's a couple uh, of animated elements in it, and where you can also start your own beat. Each each box will be all unique. They're all generated from. Uh, uh, random algorithm, so there won't be any any box with the same aspects and same beats. Everything is fully randomly generated from from the uh, transaction transaction hash. It's uh, I won't get too technical here, but uh, yeah, you use the transaction transaction hash and and you convert it to different variables into into our script to to generate the the visual and and the beat. And like aesthetically for though, you know, because if you're listening to this, maybe you haven't seen this yet. I'll put the link in the show notes to the like the video samples of beatboxes so you can see them. It is the type of thing that if you had VR goggles on or a VR headset on, you could just sit in for an hour. You know, like you could just look around. It's very, very beautiful. It's very relaxing when you look at these and listen to them. Uh, and I think the fact that it's created out of the transaction hash, hash, where did the inspiration for this come from? Because it's a pretty meta project, you know, uh, <laughs> how did you come about thinking through this as an idea for a drop? Um, just one of the many crazy idea I had, I guess. <laughs> Things, yeah, it came to me one night that it would be cool to... To be able to interact with your NFT—that's that's something that I think it was lacking in in, in the space right now. Uh, I love people to be able to to interact with their art, like you said. Uh, there's different rooms. There there are relaxing one. There are more uh, clubby one. I would say. So yeah, it's definitely something that you could put your VR in on and and just stay in it for a couple of minutes or hour. You could be in there for a while, man. It, it is really like the, the beats. I saw a couple different beats. They're very relaxing. Uh, they're very aesthetically pleasing They're And the other part I like them, they're not, they're not too busy either visually. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, you can look at some of these projects and, and it can almost be overwhelming looking at them. And I feel like this is, it, it's just calming when you look at this. And I, I just like you said, this is one of the many crazy ideas that are sort of floating around that you, you know, you, you make into uh, a reality. Um, what's the process like? Is, does it give, like, does it give you a sense of satisfaction to have an idea and then to see it in real life? Is that the, is that the motivator for you? Or what is it that makes you want to keep creating um, in this, in this format, in this space and trying new things and pushing the envelope? Yeah. The, the, my motivations is, is a lot about pushing boundaries. I like to use new tech that people don't use. Uh, sometimes it may not be perfect, but it gives it gives everyone else uh, a look at, at what can be done, and then someone else could 
grab the tech and decide to, to do better. So yeah, I, I like to be, I like to push boundaries and, and of course it gives me a lot of satisfaction to, to see life because when you have the idea, it's, it's fun. It's a good idea, but how, how are we going to be able to make that happen? I mean, uh, beatbox have been a lot of headaches, <laughs> a lot of hours, and yeah, of course, when when you're able to to pull it off, you're you're very uh, very pleased with it, I would say. And you have 841 of these dropping, uh, and I think you said on on Saturday, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, what's the mint cost for someone if they wanted to purchase one of these off of Mint? Yeah, right now on Art Blocks, they are using uh, Dodge auction, so it. Start with a higher price and drops down every five or ten minutes. Got so it. Currently, the price would start at, at two point five ETH and will drop by uh, 0.420 every ten minutes. Got it. And was there any significance into eight forty one as a number and why you chose that specifically for how many you were going to mint? Yeah, the only reason is uh, because we did. Uh, 420 for the unigrids which were uh, our first drop so we decided uh-huh. to do two times 420 <laughs> and and we had it one just because uh the first mint is number zero and and got it it will never leave our wallet so yeah there's eight 840 left and, is- and for those newer to like the broader nft space when we're talking about dutch auctions basically the price starts uh, as arsenic said at 2.5 eth in this instance and then it'll go down until there's a buyer so it's a different way i know that uh gary v for v friends use a similar approach for for his he was doing dutch auctions so that's a different way to participate if you've never participated in uh, a drop like this i think it's a good experience for you to have now, Arsenic, talk to me about Beatboxes as an example of a project that was an idea turned into reality. Is there one idea that you've had for an NFT project that just got away where you, for whatever reason, you couldn't execute it or the tech wasn't ready or, and, and it's just kind of sat in your, your side as a thorn in your side because you didn't get to pull it off the way you wanted to? Yeah, there's one that I've never, that I've never pull through just because yeah the tech was not ready back then it is probably now um i really wanted to do uh an nft who will change with with uh, a sound coming into a microphone so you will have let's say your your digital frame with a microphone on it and if you play music around it uh the nft itself will, will move around how cool so that's something yeah, I, I thought about in the past uh, and I left it behind just because the tech was not ready. So I'm, I might revisit it one, one day. Yeah. And you clearly have some sort of passion for audio because beatboxes obviously has an audio component to it and a musical component, randomly generative. Uh, so where's your audio background come from and, and where's your interest in, in music and audio, you know, in terms of NFTs, where does that come from? Um, always been a big music consumer i would say uh i like all kind of music when i was uh in my teenage year uh, i used to listen to punk rock and then it turned to uh, alternative hip-hop 
So when you were like in your younger years, and you still look like quite a young man, a handsome young man at that, like when you're in your younger years, what would be the, the CDs that you would have in your CD player or the in your MP3 player? What punk rock would you be listening to? Well, I was listening to a lot of, uh, let's say Pennywise, Lagwagon. Uh, nice. Uh, what else? It's been a long time. Uh, Rancid. Uh, so we're we're talking control. street punk. We're talking Sex greased control. up mohawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, Sex Pistols, stuff like that, and then yeah, alternative music, uh, Nirvana, of course. Uh, uh, I don't know REM, and yeah, moved to a lot of hip hop rap. After uh, I'm still listening to older stuff, NWA, uh, Snoop. Well, NES, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of stuff. So, so okay. When, when, while we're here and we're talking rap, it's always appropriate to, I always mention J. Cole as my favorite rapper just because I feel like it's important to get that out there. And then two, where are you on the, the, the spectrum of Kanye at this point? Uh, <laughs> is he listenable to you still at this point? Or have you jumped the shark and said, no, thank you. I've had enough. Where are you with Kanye? I have never, I've never been uh, a Kanye West uh, Fan, to be honest so okay so there you go you were yeah. never on so that's you were you never, never had to jump off that's yeah. it exactly i'm a chicago guy so i have to represent common in in kanye yeah. there that's a that's, <laughs> they won't let me back in the city if i don't speak positively of them so so okay you have, you have this this passion for music uh when when one of the things that i've noticed too is when the art is really good no one really gives a shit about the roadmap you know like like the, the when the art is interesting when the when the project itself has depth like like beatboxes does uh i don't feel like people are going to go you know when airdrop when liquidity pool you know the the sort of very predictable things that show up in an nft roadmap so do you have sort of any future plans for this project beyond dropping it um uh, and if if so why and what are they and if if not why not well, I do have. It's funny you ask. I mean, it haven't been told anywhere yet, but uh, I will share with you. Okay, an exclusive. You heard yeah. it here first. Yes. So yeah, with Beatbox, um, we are keeping, we are giving away twenty uh, percent of all the uh, all the funds that we will collect to charities around. And there's a part for it that that we will be producing an artist. What we want to do, the idea is to to gather uh, demos from artists. And we, what we would like to do is is have them make a sound and make a song with with one beat of one of our beatbox. So we would pay for all the productions of, of that song of that artist. We will push them out there. Hopefully we can connect with, with some nice artists to to push push him around. And yeah, we are thinking about spending 150k on the, on that oh, cool. production. So, Very cool. So yeah. And then after what when the song is ready, we want to legally attach it to, to the NFT. So whoever owns cool. that NFT will, will own the song rights. So that, How that's cool. something what to do with a beatbox, yeah. Uh, what's your take on the overall NFT space right now? Um, given 
Uh, I've been, done a couple episodes. Uh, I did have JJ Lane from Tools of Rock, which is a nice, different sort of project, a, a sort of break from the animals. Um, where, where do you? What's your sort of assessment on where things are right now, and what's your sort of belief on where things are going to go in the, you know, in the not too distant future? Um, tech wise and project wise, I think we're still very, very early. Uh, I mean, the metaverse are still not something that popular i think i think that's something that will a lot of people don't know what it is still yes that i think it is something that will become a lot larger uh and and some and, and where people will spend a lot of time that that's clear in my head it might not happen but i i really think that's where we are going uh, so yeah i think we're very early yet still on the tech side of of, of everything that can be done. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the first generative VR, so I'm sure there will be tons after after mine that will be 10, 100 times better. So yeah, the, over there, it's not a question of, of where are we going, but probably when. In terms of prices, it's, I mean, everything's on fire right now. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I don't think it's sustainable for for months. I mean, there's cycle and everything. There, there was Bitcoin cycle. There was uh, stock cycles, and so so yeah. Of course, I think I think the price will will come to earth. Yeah, will come to earth at some point. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think I think NFTs are here to stay. Uh, people were doubting them. Couple of months, couple of months ago, but I think now it's pretty clear that. I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Budweiser today post. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know my good friend Avery Acanini is definitely from Vayner NFT involved with this because cool. I had her on the podcast and she was talking about Tom Sachs and the Rockets. And next thing I know, <laughs> we were talking about like what does a brand do, yeah. you know, because the the brand's likeness is all over these, and I think Budweiser, you know, under Avery's guidance did the right thing, which is lean into it, you know, don't try to start an IP war. Um, and they look cooler because of it today. Exactly. So, so I definitely think they are here to stay and, and there's a nice future ahead. So, so yeah, I think, I think that will evolve. And you know, what makes me know it's here to stay, um, part of the, you're an OG Top Shot collector, so this will make sense to you, which is, the pain of not getting a rare or a legendary pack when you get into the queue and you're all excited and you wait your 26 minutes for the queue to start and then you're, the screen kind of goes black and then you're about to get your number and you're like, damn. And everyone's ripping their packs and they're excited and you have that sort of like gas wars is that but six trillion times worse because you're spending money and leaving with nothing in many instances, yet people are still going back, which it, it, I don't know if it's an illness or if it's a compulsion or what, but like, it, it's amazing to me. What do you think could be done to sort of make the minting process and, and, and sort of get around these gas wars in, in some creative ways? Because, you know, I know that uh, proof of stake is coming and that's going to be a game changer in terms of gas fees, but, yeah, what's your sort of thought on, on the gas wars and, and how that's impacting collectors at this point? Yeah, the gas war, it, it was one of the reasons why hard blocks turned to dodge auction to try to avoid 
people spending money for nothing, not nothing, but just just to be the first in the block and, and grab the first uh, NFT. So turning it to Dodge auction, uh, it gives back a lot more to the artists. That's why we we all decided to to give back to charity events and stuff like that. And yeah, that that's that's not the perfect solution, but I think it's one solution to gas war. Uh, I think another solution could be to have some queue system like like Topshop have. That that would be that. God, would that be would make life way. like I I do feel be, because I'm more of a risk averse human being in terms of how I spend my money that I would be way more likely to get involved with more NFT projects if there was a queue system where I wouldn't lose out on gas versus a uh i would still be detested from not getting what i wanted but i would be not upset that i spend money to not get what i want you know the time especially again when you're in another part of the world the time for every drop is like 1 35 a.m you know 4 15 a.m 4 20 a.m so it's like uh you know it would be nice to sort of find some ways to Im- embed that sort of queue system approach i agree 100 percent. listen arsenic it's been a rocking 30 minutes, man. We've covered a lot of stuff. We've talked about the future of micro lending on Flow with uh, Floaty. We've talked about beatboxes. Give me one last plug for the drop uh, before we get off here with when and where, and uh, and then we'll wrap up. So, yeah, um, I'll be dropping beatboxes on, on Saturday the 28th at uh, 7, 7 p.m. UTC time. And... Uh, yeah, make sure not be late because I have no idea how, how low that, that will go before uh, people start buying. Oh, and, the trigger is going to be, it's going to be getting pulled really quickly. I don't think these things are going to drop probably much more past 2.5 ETH if they're lucky. So I think people, I think you're going to have a very successful drop on your hands. And where will they drop? Will they be on OpenSea? They will be uh, dropping on uh, our blocks. Our blocks. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put all the information for that in the show notes so people can be ready. So uh, UTC time, 7 o'clock on Saturday, the 28th. Arsenic, thanks so much for joining me, man. It's been a lot of fun. I'm super interested in uh, seeing how this drop goes. I'm sure it's going to be a massive success. And then as Floaty gets closer, let's have you back on uh, and, and let's do a full episode on that to get you know consumers excited for that because that is so, so rad. It's such a great idea. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. No, no, my pleasure. Thank you and take care. Hope you enjoyed that one with Arsenic. His drop is happening this Saturday. All details in the show notes. I think uh, Dutch auction style will be really interesting. Hope you check it out and uh, get yourself one. Uh, a lot of episodes coming to you this week. Jennifer Sudo's episode will drop tomorrow. I'll be speaking with Crypto Poppy and Jacob Eisenberg of NBA Top Shot tomorrow evening as well. Look to get those out to you this weekend. On the Pack Rip Media stream, check out Here for the Moments, as well as the Twitter spaces from last night's Pack Rip Ewing Top Shot Cowboy uh, Twitter space, which should be some good audio to listen to also. So without further ado, it's Dr. Jeremy on behalf of Packer Media signing off saying, take care of yourself and each other.